A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. Welcome to Comic Confidential, the show where we discuss our favourite things from the world of superheroes and popular culture. My name is Troy, and this week, after what is an extended break uh, for Comic Confidential, we've had a couple of weeks off as we re-jiggify uh, the show into it, <laughs> re-jiggify uh, into its <laughs> fortnightly format. Um, we're back, and of course, to come back for the first episode back. Of course, I had to be joined by the great and powerful. Cade Moyer, how are you going, friend? I'm doing very good, mate. It is, uh, it's good to be back. It's good to get jiggy with it. Um, if you get jiggy with it. Yeah. You know, it's very, very fitting to to be getting jiggy with it. You know, I'm in a Will Smith mood. We are talking about uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, you know, sans, sans Will Smith, but... Sans Will Smith. We'll get there. We're talking about... Let's just, let's just be clear. We're talking about the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that old one. All right. We're talking about this new one and this new one only. Yeah. That's it. With new Will Smith, better Will Smith, Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, Troy, what have you been? What have you been up to this week? Oh my god, uh, what haven't I been up to um, since we've been away? I have been, um, man. You know what? I think I've tried to. <laughs> so I'm part of you, you know the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast, right? Oh yeah, that massive pop. Heard of them? They're, you know they're pretty famous. They are pretty famous. They're part of the CC Radio Network. They are. Um, so with Paul and Wayne, so they're hosting uh, their second um, scavenger hunt. It's like a movie scavenger hunt for the year, right? So it's the second time they've done this. It's for the later half of the year or the latter half of the year. And for each each scavenger hunt, it's about thirty odd movies that you need to watch in order. Um, it has to be a first time watch, and you know basically. It has to fit a category depending on whatever the number is. Um, and I have spent a lot of my spare time uh, pumping that out. So I am uh, 30 movies done. I got that done in, oh, I don't know. I want to say like a month maybe, maybe four weeks. That's disgusting. <laughs> that is Something disgusting like that. to have that much free time. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of free time. Um, and I'm, I'm, on my, I'm on track uh, to have my best year yet. <laughs> I'm currently sitting on about 135 movies watched, which for some people isn't heaps, uh, but for others it's a shit ton. You've seen probably three, if that. including the <laughs> barely including the one that we're, <laughs> we're talking about today. Uh, so, mate, that's basically been where all my free time has been going. My, uh, what about you? My goodness, uh, look, I have been like piecing together like fractions of movies to to make it a full viewing, and uh, that's my. <laughs> That's how I watch the Suicide Squad. So let's see if that's going to affect uh, what I have uh, to say about that. But well, you, you watched it with your uh, HBO Max subscription, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, I went to the cinema multiple times because they kept going into bloody <laughs> lockdowns. So I'll, I'll you get have to note. pay for a new ticket every time. Oh, man, yeah. it cost me a Is fortune. It- <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, yeah, look, I, 
I'm sure it's probably going to uh, affect your rating a little bit. I will like we're going to do some other stuff before we get into that, but I will say this at the moment: I watched this movie three times in one week, um, and if that doesn't sort of give you a bit of an indication about how I feel about the movie, then I don't know what else will. I think you've watched so many movies this last month that you don't even remember watching The Suicide Squad three times. It's all <laughs> just one sitting for you now. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even know, man. I'm trying to like separate the Suicide Squad from Fast Nine, from Black <laughs> Widow, from thirty other movies I've seen in between. That's why I had to see it three times because I watched it in the cinema and I'm like, "Yep, not retaining any of this because I've got all this other information in my head that I can't get rid of." Is Mark Ruffalo in this movie? I don't know. <laughs> we can figure it all out. But what we're going to do, man, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, the format of the show will change slightly. Um, like I said, uh, going forward now, the show is going to be fortnightly, uh, which for any American listeners is two weeks, every two weeks, uh, or bi-weekly, <laughs> if you want to make it even more confusing. No, no, no. Even more confusing, bi-monthly. Bi-monthly. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. We're going to do it two weeks. The reason we're doing that doesn't even matter it's not even it's not even up for discussion but what we're going to do is we're going to add we're going to add in a brand new segment which i am uh, tentatively titling the cc top three. Ooh, okay which is uh, uh trademark pending patent pending uh a whole bunch of things we've got to do an audience test see how <laughs> see how it goes but basically uh the cc top three is going to be a segment where every fortnight we take a look back at three things from the fortnight that was uh, that we want to dive a little bit deeper into. It's not necessarily the biggest um, stories that have come out of the last two weeks or anything like that, uh, but just stuff that we might find a little bit more interesting that we want to have a chat about. Um, so the first thing I want to talk to you about, this is uh, CC Top 3. Number one uh, is What If. It's now out, two episodes down by the time that this episode comes out. Uh, have you been watching? I have been. And your thoughts so far? I wasn't overly impressed with the first episode but my goodness that second episode i actually watched it three times my god how (laughs) well because they go for about 25 minutes and 30 minutes of bloody uh of credits but that second episode is one of the best things i've seen coming out of marvel in sense of tv shows it was very good and we're talking about the what if t'challa uh, became a Star Lord, right? Yeah. Um, so good, and even even better that they managed to do it uh, with Chadwick Boseman's voice um, before he, um, you know, tragically passed away. But not only that, and spoilers for what if if you haven't seen it, uh, I I don't know if I really want to get too deep into it. But by the time this episode comes out, it's been out for almost a week. This second episode, so surely you've seen it by now if you want to see it. But the amount of characters that they bring into this episode. And you know we've got the we've got the proper voice actors. Uh, there's a lot of shit happening. There's MCU canon just thrown clean out the window. All stuff you know relating to to Infinity War and Endgame and all this sort of stuff just kind of means nothing um, by the end of it. But done in such a good way, uh, I don't think they could have done this episode any better. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you 100. percent And it, you know what? It's not just the not just Endgame and and um. 
and uh, Infinity War is actually all the Avengers. Like the Avengers wouldn't have come together from the events that have happened in this. True. In this, uh, what if? So I think it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, it continues the the hate bandwagon for uh, OG Star Lord. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever going to get over that. They did you know him dirty. I mean? They did him dirty. Well, they did him very dirty. It's like, hey, you know what? This character, we need everyone in the world to hate him. Mm. How can we do that? Here's this fucking scene from Infinity War or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so a little bit lukewarm on the first one then. The uh, what if uh, Agent Carter became Captain America? Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't hit the mark for me. And I was like, oh, look, it's okay. But there was nothing overly wowy about it for me. Um, yeah. It was just, I don't know. It, when you see episode one and episode two, chalk and cheese. Yeah, true. Look. I'll, I'll agree with you, and I um, actually it took me a little bit of time to to get to the first one, so I actually watched the first one and the second one back to back, um, so I got a little bit of a you know a, a different experience with it, I guess. Um, I didn't really have time for it to to kind of sink in or anything before I saw the excellent episode that was episode two, um, but with the first one, I was like, one of the things, how powerful is she? <laughs> <laughs> compared to compared to like just regular old Captain America. Like did she did she get triple shot of the serum? You know what I mean? Is this like the I don't know. Is she on super steroids plus the super soldier serum? Yeah, this is like makes me question what is the the power level of everyone in this universe? And like I know it's animated and, and all of that, but she was like you said, she was next level. Oh man, she was, she was like, I, I, like side, not even side, like round kicking, like motorcycles and like full just throwing fucking things like through the air. I don't think we ever saw that kind of like that real raw crazy super strength from from Captain America from memory from from the original movie. Um, I don't remember seeing anything that was kind of like, oh my god, Jesus Christ! Like, look at that. Yeah, like the only time we ever saw something that was almost like a an impressive feat of strength from this Captain America, two scenes come to mind. When yeah. he's holding the helicopter and he's like looking oh, at his bicep and he kind of just leans down and gives it a little kiss. And we've <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all been there, pal. And uh the the second scene is like when he holds Thanos's hand. Oh, yeah, look Yes, uh, like I was kind of referring just to just to um, Captain America, the first Avenger. So basically the movie that these kind of events are based on. I don't remember seeing anything from that, but sh- sh- certainly, yeah, like holding a helicopter. I mean, it's no Hobbs and Shaw, like holding a fucking helicopter off a chain in one hand while you're holding on the flatbed of a truck and, you know, you're just the fucking rock. Um, but it, it's still impressive nonetheless. But it's... Yeah, I don't know. I just I I thought it was like blown crazy out of proportion. Uh, but it might have just been me. I don't know. Nah, I I think everyone's on board with you with uh with that one there because I don't know. It's, they're obviously setting her up to to be the leader of whatever's happening in this this yeah. animated universe. So she needs to be that next level. I think. Yeah, and I like how they just uh. Like, as Americans, they just couldn't bring themselves to, like, I don't know there's a Captain Britain character anyway. But you know what I mean? They couldn't do it. They couldn't 
bring themselves to call her like Captain Britain or Captain UK or whatever. Had to be Captain Carter, even though she's in the Union Jack and all that sort of stuff. But it's like, no, no, we're not using British. God damn it. We're not replacing Captain America with a goddamn Brit. Well, effectively did. it makes sense because, you know, Captain America 4, the second point. Let's talk about our, our second point. Okay, of well, the, let's, uh, let's move into this. The second of the, uh, the CC top three. And that is uh, Captain America 4 is official. Which is, is, I guess, good because that would make that last scene in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier a bit awkward where it says- Super awkward. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm like, (laughs) how is this news? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I mean, I I guess it's just, it's coming out sort of saying that, you know, it's official. Anthony Mackie has signed the contract to say that, yes, he will star in Captain America 4 or whatever. But you're right. Like, as if that was ever going to not fucking happen. Um. But well, you, it wasn't on any release things, though. So that's the, the surprising thing. I suppose, yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it'll be like a phase four, you know, movie. Yeah, true. I guess, you know, it's probably going to jump into phase five or whatever by the time they get it all done. Who knows? Um, what's your excitement level around this? Because I know you're kind of lukewarm on the series. So are you lukewarm on the fact, like, great, we're getting a Captain America 4, but it happens to be a, you know, Sam Wilson, Captain America. Yeah, look, I just really hope he's not going up against anyone with guns or knives or anything <laughs> like that because... Any sort of power at y- all. Yeah, yeah. You know, like maybe it's him going up against the, the ATO or something like that. <laughs> you know, a battle that he might be able to handle. Um, hey, those wings can deflect bullets, pal. Uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, like that's that is like that's that will be the MacGuffin of that film. That if he hasn't got those, if he hasn't got the shield, who is he? Yeah, true. It, it'll be his identity thing all over again. Yeah, look, I honestly don't know. It's it's very hard to. It, he's another one where it's weird. Like, you know, he is just a guy. Like, there's there's no doubt about. Like Sam Wilson is just a dude. He's a guy that, you know, was probably at the upper end of, um, you know, strength and agility and stuff like that for a human, uh, but is still just a fucking human at the end of the day. So unless he's using his little kind of jetpack thing to give himself a little bit of extra power for a kick, um, he doesn't really have anything going for him in the sense of like any sort of real like power set. So it is, it's, it's really going to sort of push it as to who he should go up against. And he's um, not even going that, forward. And he's not even that good at hand to hand combat. He's getting better, mate. Come on. He's taking classes. He's doing, he's doing some Tybo <laughs> every now and then on the weekends. Mate, that's a, that's a super, super like super deep, deep cut, <laughs> like 2000s reference right there. Absolutely. Hey. If you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about Tybo, if you know who I'm talking about when I'm talking about Billy Blanks, <laughs> if you've ever sat in front of the fucking DVD player in your own lounge room doing fucking kickboxing sessions with Billy Blanks on a Tybo thing, let me know. I want to know. Because uh, you're my people. That's why. Anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> look, I guess I'm kind of the same. Look, I, I'm, I'm happy that he's getting his own movie. I think that's good. Um, I was super high on the costume. I know you weren't necessarily, but I, I fucking loved it. Nah, I loved everything but the cow. It was just, 
Oh, yeah. man. And, and you know what? Well, I'm not the only one, man. I did some research. I did some digging. The internet is divided. Oh, what? <laughs> the internet is divided? That never happens. Never. Usually, anytime I jump on the internet, everybody's so happy and positive and agreeing. I don't understand. You must have been on the dark web. Or I something. was. I opened up the Tor browser and I was. The Tor browser. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I, was, I was going down the layers of the onion. Uh, look, it's, um, look, I'm not surprised that the, uh, that the internet is divided over something like that. Uh, the internet chucked the fucking absolute shits when the Captain America Twitter account removed Anthony <laughs> Mackey's Captain America and replaced it with Agent Carter's Captain Carter, uh, just to fucking promote the show. Like the internet shit and Twitter is the worst. Like, let's, let's just be clear. Like of all the social media platforms. Twitter is the fucking absolute worst. It's, yeah. It, it's because they, they don't really have like any anti-hate speech limitations Oh, you can say it. whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. It's and unfiltered, you can, you man. Can, you can have people uh, like basically threaten to murder you and Twitter will be like, nah, it doesn't really breach our guidelines, so there's not really much we can do about it. Did he um, actually murder you, though? Has he murdered you yet? Like, when he, when he murders you, come back and let us know, and then we'll see if we want to do something about it. Uh, but Twitter is, Twitter is the worst. It's legitimately the worst. So it was the, <laughs> it's to no surprise that that was, the, uh, that was the platform that chucked the shits when all fucking Marvel did was just change a fucking profile picture just to hype up a show. And Jesus Christ, it's like, oh my God, you can't replace, you know, Sam Wilson as Captain America with that Chicago. He's been my Captain America for at least three months. Three months. Anyway. Uh, yeah, cool. All right. Well, we, we both seem to be about on the same page. Look, I'm happy that there's a fourth movie coming. I'll, I'll give it that. I'm sure it'll be basically the TV show, but an extended version of that. Um. The final thing that I want to talk about, and this kind of, you know, like there's, we're about to talk about the Suicide Squad, right? And I'll just get this out of the way now. Like the the box office for the Suicide Squad has not been great. Okay. And we understand that. Um, It's, uh, I think as far as it's international sort of, not international, but worldwide gross, it's currently grossed about $120 million in about almost two weeks of release. So not, not great. Um, certainly not what I'm sure they were looking for and certainly affected by the fact that it was released on HBO max the exact same day that it was released in the cinemas. And I guess the, the question, the third part of the top three would be, um, when it comes to this movie releases versus streaming, cause I know there's a lot of talk about, um, you know, Disney are refusing to put Shang, uh, Shang-Chi onto streaming. They've basically said, no, it's cinemas only. Um, then they're talking about the Eternals. Oh, we don't know what we're going to do with that yet. Like they, they don't seem to really know what they're doing with any of their stuff. I think a lot of that's obviously come from Scarlett Johansson suing the shit out of them for like, you know, releasing (laughs) Black Widow on streaming early and all this sort of stuff. So look, there's a whole bunch of stuff going, but what do they do? Right? Like what's, what's the answer here? I think the, the answer it's, I think it's an easy one. Do premiere access maybe a month after. A month yep. after the, the cinema release, because I think there's no reason that you should be cannibalizing your own your own profit here by by doing that. Because 
as soon as you go to streaming, you you open up the world to to private um, piracy, piracy of the of the movie. Absolutely. And gosh, you know, we we live in the big biggest uh, pirate country in the world, so you you just know how that goes. But um, we're, yeah. we're in the Caribbean. Yeah, absolutely. If you didn't know that, mm, indeed. And um, I think that's the answer. You know, just do it two weeks after, maybe a month after. I'd agree. I'd agree with a month. And when you look at like a normal, um, like a normal run in the cinemas, it's about like that forty-five days, forty-five to fifty days is an like a good extended run, right? So if you're doing about twenty-eight to thirty days, and then releasing it on streaming, like you've probably got the majority amount of money that you're going to get from the cinemas anyway. Yeah, exactly. And, and obviously, you know, we understand that living in this is this COVID dominated world, you're never going to get the numbers there that you're going to get. And people want to have this access at home because they're too afraid to go out. And that's, you know, and you know, it's not saying get rid of it altogether. It has to be there. It absolutely has to be there, especially, especially the way we are now. But yeah, I think if you run that kind of three weeks or four weeks sort of thing, at least get the first two weeks out of the way, like the two biggest weeks at the box office, you know, have those there for the people that, you know, like us who can go to the cinemas and can see it. Like, you know, without having any issues or anything like that. Um, do that and then release it from there. Like uh, Fast 9 did. Like Fast 9 left it for about, uh, I think it was about four weeks before they dropped it onto streaming. Yeah, um, perfect. So that seems to be the way to go. But dropping it on the very first day, as the Suicide Squad can attest to, man, like it's, it, it like you said, it opens you up to all sorts of piracy because basically the day it drops, that night, you have a streaming quality version available to you for free on the internet, whether you fucking like it or not, it's there. And whether you like it or not, people are going to fucking watch it. If they can watch it at home for free, rather than pay like, you know, either a monthly su- like subscription for a streaming service or $50 at the cinemas, of course they're going to do that. So I don't know. I mean, you're never going to stop the piracy. So maybe, you know, try to hold it off so the piracy has to wait a few weeks. Because to me, that's got to be the biggest issue, right? Easily. Easily. And the, well, the fact that HBO Max is probably just so cheap. I don't even know if it's like a a premiere access. I wonder if, I think it's just included in it. I believe so, because so you can get HBO, um, you can get the HBO streaming app, I believe, and then you can get HBO Max for like an extra amount or something like that. Um, so once you've got that HBO Max, like if it drops to HBO Max, then you've got it. That's it. It's done. So um, I don't think it's like a Disney Plus where, you know, you're paying for Disney Plus and then you've got to pay an extra $35 to watch Black Widow, um, which you then share with your friend and only pay $17.54, but whatever. Uh, so, and that's another thing that can happen, you know, with these things, like if they can't restrict, you know, account sharing and all that sort of stuff, that's another thing that's going to happen. And then they're going to get the same, you know? So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but that's about it, man. I mean, that's the CC top three for this week. We had, what if we had Captain America four, uh, we had movie releases versus streaming. Um, what we're going to do now is we're going to get into the main event, which is the suicide squad, but we're going to do it right after this break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. For this week's main segment, we are talking about one of the most highly anticipated movies of the year, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, uh, as we just discussed, released simultaneously in cinemas on HBO Max and illegally on the internet on the 5th of August. Now, normally uh, we'd do some sort of long-winded, boring, spoiler-filled type of review, but no, not on the new and improved Comic Confidential, my friend. This week, I've just got a bunch of questions for you. Uh, relating to the film, we're going we're gonna to do a couple of different sort of things. We're going to do some normal questions. We're going to do some awards. We're going to do some stuff that might like, it might trigger some people. I don't know. Who knows? It's the internet. It's definitely going to happen at some point. Uh, but basically, man, what I want to know is, with the Suicide Squad, what did you love about it? What's some things that you loved about the Suicide Squad? Oh man, this is this is an easy question. It is the over the top violence that was in this movie because this is this is what I wanted in the first Suicide Squad. This yeah, is what we needed. Man, absolutely. And this is uh this leans in hard on it and it goes to like the the actual comic book style violence which yeah. I which I love. And that's something that I want to see in like every comic book movie is like comic book <laughs> violence. Not just, just going forward. That's it. Yeah, Everyone's getting their faces blown off. Pretty much. Pretty much. Because I mean, oh man, you know, I'm, I'm going to jump on this soapbox of, I think that's what DC do well. And that's where, you know, other, uh, really large. Just say Marvel, mate. You're allowed to say Marvel. No <laughs> one pays us. It's fine. That's what Marvel do. You know, like they just don't do that gratuitous I uh, can't even say the word but you know that the very glorified violence that would yep. be more real world yeah absolutely and just look just before we go any further look we're, we are assuming that you have seen the suicide squad by now like I, I believe that you know came out august the 5th you know by the time this drops it's going to be three ish weeks or you know something like that for you to have seen this movie if you want to see this movie you're going to have seen this movie like i said it's free on the goddamn internet uh which you shouldn't do you probably have done already. Um, so there's going to be spoilers throughout, but I would agree with you. I think I think the the over the top violence works for this really well. Um, I think it's it's it it really works in well with James Gunn as a director as well, being a horror director first, and then you know being able to bring this kind of ragtag team of people together, a la the Guardians of the Galaxy characters that you don't really know or you know know nothing about, and you know, make the make you actually give a shit about them by the end of the movie, you know what I mean? And you put that with his horror sensibilities and put it all together and it's pretty much, in my opinion, fucking perfect. Um, I would have to say that, like, for me, like, I, I think one of the things that worked really well for me was um, the humor. But specifically, there's, there's, like, some real sort of subtle humor. Like, when somebody um, in the office with, um, you know, like 
with Amanda Waller. When they fuck up, she just sort of looks at them and kind of like does a half eye roll and she's just really kind of apathetic. And she just like, there's just little things that happen. There's a little moment between uh, Bloodsport and Peacemaker where Bloodsport gives him the finger and then, you know, Peacemaker does the jack off move to him. And then you kind of look at it and Bloodsport's kind of like, you know, shifting his head back like he's just got jizz on his face yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like those little things like that, I think, uh, I, I think were great. I think they worked really great. Um, but to be honest with you, there's absolutely heaps to love about this movie. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's one of these movies that you'd struggle to find a lot of things to hate about it. You'd be like, look, I understand there are, there are some people that are lukewarm on this movie. Uh, personally, I don't fucking get it. Don't understand it at all. Um, but hey, each to their own. Um, but I guess touching on that a little bit, is there anything that you'd like that you would change about it? Is there anything that you didn't like or, you know, thought was okay, but you know, would have done differently? The pacing, the pacing felt really weird in this movie. And this is, this could just be, uh, I guess a, a byproduct of the, the viewing experience that I had where it was like fairly interrupted. Sure. Um, but because of that, it felt like it was kind of building momentum and then losing it and building momentum and losing it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how you do a movie that has so many people in it and not have that effect happen because, you know, you got to, you got to tell everyone's story in their own little way. Yeah. So it, it could just be a byproduct of what it is. And I don't know, maybe, Maybe it was just that it just felt long. Okay. Like it, it probably could have been 20 minutes shorter. Yeah. And that may have just solved that issue. Yeah, look, I would agree with you in the sense of maybe the length. I, I reckon you could take probably, you know, 10 minutes at least out of the middle part, you know, the second act, and you'd probably be okay. Maybe some of that, you know, Harley Quinn with the ambassador sort of stuff, maybe, you know, drop a little bit of that or whatever, even though there were some really good moments in that as well. But there's definitely some stuff that you could trim mostly around the middle. I would disagree though that the like I thought the pacing was great. Um so I loved the way that they kind of like threw you for a curveball like quite a few times. And, and maybe not so much for a curveball, but obviously we've got the opening scene where like I love how it's just there's no exposition. It's just bam 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 bam. This is what's happening. You're on the team. If you don't do it, we're going to blow your head off. You know, you do it, you got 10 years, here's your team. Off you go. You're in a plane now. You're at the beach, you storm in the beach, and then shit's just, you know. And we've got all that within the first sort of five, ten minutes tops. And then, you know, it kind of, it shifts back a couple of gears, and then we go back and see Team B and their sort of origin and stuff like that. And I like how it kind of jumped like that. You know, there's the, there's the section towards the end as well in the, in the final act where they're all together and then they split off in the, into their two separate, you know, groups in, in uh, Jotunheim. And shit pops off for group one and we're like, what the fuck is happening to group two? And then all of a sudden it's like eight minutes earlier. And then you're seeing sort of what happens to them. Like that sort of thing kind of helped it keep it fresh, I guess. If that makes sense. It does. For me. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of found that a little bit jarring. And the thing is, I don't, I don't know the answer there because I'm not an expert storyteller. Like could they have run those, those two things 
parallel potentially you know like they could have done it like a comic book where you see action happening on one half and there's like a white bar or a black bar up the middle and you see you know something else going on on another scene and somehow you know there's a a cross panel where you they see each other and you know everything's happening at the same time i don't know yeah look i i can i can understand those frustrations i guess but with i look at it like this so like i said Three times in the first week, right? Pretty ridiculous, but that's what I watched it. And um, yes, I went to the cinema and yes, I paid money. I was always going to do that. That's 100% done. The subsequent watches, uh, were they at the cinema? Uh, no, <laughs> probably not. And I'll say this about the third time I watched it. Like the third time I watched it, I started it again and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to watch this whole thing through. And I got about an hour and 20 minutes in and it was starting to get late. And I'm like, oh fuck, I'll just leave it for tomorrow. Um, and I'll, I'll just watch the the final sort of fifty odd minutes tomorrow, sort of thing. Didn't get it to the didn't get to it the next day, but got to it the day after. And I chucked it on. And I'm like, oh shit, I've still got fifty minutes of this left. Like this might be a bit of a struggle. And it wasn't at all. I sat down, and before I knew it, that fifty minutes was done. I'm like, fuck, we're at the end of the movie. And that just like to me, that shows how that third act is just like so good, just so well done. Um, so you know. Yeah, I guess I can't necessarily agree with you with the pacing, but obviously you had some issues with how you watched it. I think that <laughs> I think that's going to affect you, um, you know, especially you know when you're kind of having to watch these things in chunks anyway. Um, but hey, it is what it is. Um, was there a like whether it's you know team A, team B, uh, one of the bad guys, anything like that? Was was there a standout character for you? Oh man, polka dot man for sure. Oh really? For sure, this dude. I feel like he was like the absolute uh, dark horse of the uh, of the team, and yep. um, uh, you know, just because he is such a fucking dumb character. Oh, absolutely! And but, they do it in the way that they did it. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, and that's you know, like I don't want to keep talking about the the James Gunniness of it all or whatever you want to call it, but that's him, isn't it? I mean, it's taken a character who is so fucking obscure and so shit and should be really crap and making it, you know, cool and somebody that you actually like, you know, fucking give a shit about and want to see win and all this sort of stuff. And the shit that they did with his mum when he's like fucking like <laughs> dancing in the club and he's surrounded by his mums. And then when when he's having that, you know, that battle with Starro and I think it's blood sports like, you know, who's that? That's your mum. And then he looks up, and it's just that fucking middle-aged lady punching the shit out of a building. Like that so shit good. was fucking hilarious. Um, uh, for me, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say for me, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be King Shark. I think I I didn't know what to expect. Um, I didn't know what they were gonna do with it. Obviously, we were all pretty disappointed with Killer Croc from the first one. Um, but man, I think. From just from the moment you meet him and he's like reading that book and it's upside down and he's like, me so smart, you know, all this sort of stuff. And it's like just fucking hilarious right from the get go. Um, and, you know, knowing that it's Sylvester Stallone doing the voice and all this sort of stuff, like I think it it's created like a classic, like an instant classic character. Um, yeah. Yeah. Similar into the, in the vein of like a, you know, like a group, but fucking much better 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, the the way that movie was going, I was surprised that we didn't get a scene where, like, we saw Shark Dick. <laughs> to be honest. Uh, okay, fair. Um, I don't know if you know this about me, Kate, but I've seen this movie three times in a week. No, not once when I was watching it did I think we were ever getting to a point where we'd see Shark Dick. But if you got there, if that's where you got, good on you, pal. Well, there was a fair bit of dick action in this movie. Sure. We had a whole scene where John Cena is standing around in his fucking <laughs> tidy whities and it's a down shot looking up, like right at his fucking it, bulge area. And, and, and that's like, the come whole, on now. And that's the whole reason that I like had it in my mind because I'm like, there's there's this thing when, you know, movie, movies do foreshadowing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this has to be what this is doing. Because I swear there was even a scene when they go through the, the, the base camp and there's a guy like naked there. There was, yeah. He shoots and, him and he's, his dick like waves in the wind. And yeah, as he does. So I was like, so to my mind, I'm like, this is, has to be like foreshadowing somehow. Because like a shark running around with pants on, like jorts. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Because even that in itself, I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. This has to be like Harley Quinn's going to say something or something like that. And that never paid off. Just, I wanted to see the great white. (laughs) Oh, the great white. (laughs) Well, what does a shark dick even look like? Do we know? Has anyone ever seen one? (laughs) Normally, you try to get that close and like, you know, (laughs) it doesn't work out too well for you. But, um, uh, look, I, I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you what a shark dick looks like, but hey, maybe there was a, maybe they're saving it for the sequel. <laughs> Who knows? Um, was there anyone that died? Like, I, and I guess this is going to mostly come from um, the the sort of the A team that kind of all got you know sort of murdered. I guess at the start, was there anyone that uh, that died that you wanted to see more of? No, absolutely not. I think what they did was fantastic. Uh, how they had. Um Captain Boomerang, kind of just oh, off. So good. Straight away, I was like, brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, so good. Like, they, it couldn't have happened to a better character. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> to be fair. Uh, the detachable kid, I thought was great. Um, <laughs> I really wasn't sure how they were going to do it, like how, how they were going to do it, but then he just pops his arms out and you got the little bone knobs on the end. <laughs> Like it's one of those action figures from the you know from from the eighties or whatever where you could pull the arms off and they got the joints in there. Um, that was so good. Uh, look, I guess Michael Rooker's character Savant. I just wanted to see what he could do. Yeah, same. I was like, you know, man, he, they're building this guy up to be so badass. Yeah. And I love that about the movie, man. Like they built that up. They they played that first scene to perfection, where you thought that you know Michael Rooker was going to be a character that you're going to follow throughout this whole movie, and then all of a sudden, you know, 10 minutes in, almost fucking everyone is dead. And you're like, uh, what the fuck just happened? And you're like, there we go. Love it. Love it. So uh, it is, we're going to do some awards now, Cade. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what the award is, and then I'm going to give you some options, and you can pick from those options. Or if you have an option of your own, uh, you can throw that in there. And the first award we're going to do is the Slipknot Memorial Award. Uh, if you remember Slipknot from the first Suicide Squad. Uh, and the Slipknot Memorial Award is an award given posthumously to the character 
with the most unceremonious death. Okay. And so the four options I have for you are uh, Weasel, um, who technically I know, you know, by the end of the movie didn't actually die, uh, but we didn't know that for about two hours or so. So we, we figured he was dead. Uh, he's just basically falling out of the helicopter and drowning. Uh, then you've got Blackguard, Pete Davidson's character, who just gets his entire face blown off. Just the whole thing. Uh, Polka Dot Man is your third option. I threw him in there uh, just because it was, you know, <sighs> I know they they had to kill somebody, okay? Somebody from the main team had to die, and I know they, they had previously just killed off Rick Flag, which, by the way, that's a massive thing that they killed off Rick Flag. But they've done that, and then, you know, Polka, Polka Dot Man, and everyone's loving him, and then all of a sudden it's just done. And then I guess the other one, uh, the final one, your fourth option would be Starro the Conqueror. Or the, is it the Conqueror? Starro the Conqueror, I think. Um, I don't know if there's anything less or more unceremonious than basically uh, getting your eyeball chewed out by rats. Yeah, your central nervous system just yeah. just going. Just you know, I think I think that kind of answers that one there. Someone uh, does, how the rats yeah, does a big tooth didn't drown. The eye. Yeah, like yeah. how the rats didn't drown. I don't know how that eye worked. It was weird, but rats are yeah. really good swimmers. They the are really did good you know swimmers. That about yeah, rats? yeah, I did. Yeah, they're amazing. Um, but yeah, look, probably probably weasel because I. I know he's not there, but man, I piss my pants laughing when they're like, "Did anyone check if he could fucking swim?" Yeah, and that's that's exactly what I was what I was talking about before. And Amanda Waller just turns and and gives one of her people just this look, and the look is fucking perfect. Like it's disdain, it's it's just it's like a, it's a, it's an eye roll, it's fucking everything. She does it absolutely perfect. Um, I'm gonna give it to. Uh, look, I'm going to give it to Polka Dot Man. I really wanted him to see the end. But let's yeah. face it, it was, it was going to come down between him and Ratcatcher 2, and I don't think there was any way they were ever going to kill off Ratcatcher 2, so it had to happen to someone. Um, which, by the way, uh, she was pretty great as well. So let's, you know. The second award, Cade, we're going to do is the I Love Peace So Much I Don't Care How Many Men, Women, or Children I Need to Kill to Get It Award uh, for the movie's best kill. Now, you might have your own option here, uh, but I've just gathered four that I've put together. And obviously the first one, uh, in celebration of the man who the award is named after, the Peacemaker's over-the-shot, over-the-shoulder kill of Old Mate uh, with the exploding bullets. We've got uh, Bloodsport in the same scene. Uh, plenty of things that you could pick from, but I picked in particular the part where he kind of shoots the leg off the stand that was next to the bathtub to make the fan fall <laughs> in the bathtub and... Uh, basically electrocute that guy. Uh, then we've got King Shark ripping the soldier in two uh, while, you know, lightning's going off in the background. It's that really sort of epic shot. I picked that one particularly for the shot itself, like they had set it up for it. It's like a screenshot. It's a something that you could use as a screensaver on your computer. And I think the, the first time we really see what Polka Dot Man can do uh, when he absolutely just melts, like obliterates some guards, and you're kind of like, oh shit, that's actually a legit fucking power. That's pretty decent. Yeah. So look, there are your four options. This is this is really tough because I love the King Shark kill. I think it was like the hero kill for the whole movie, to be yeah. honest. Um, but the the polka dot man, the there's just something like 
poetic justice about him just seeming like the biggest loser in the world, but he's literally the most deadly one there. Yeah, it's kind of like, and they didn't even really play him up to be that, like that great. But when you think about the shit that he did, like, you know, he's kind of just melted two guards completely into fucking nothing. He like basically destroyed one of the ankles of his mother slash, you know, fucking arms of, of Starro, you know, with these polka dots. So that's my pick anyway. I don't know if yeah. that's your pick, but no, it's it's definitely my pick because I always like I, I saw that scene and I'm like, man, why didn't you just go for the eye? Well, uh, who knows? <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of questions that we have that you know we we're gonna we're gonna answer uh, in some questions uh, coming up. Or I have one question uh, that I want to answer. Um, so the uh, the the next award is the Ayer versus Gun Award, the David Ayer versus James Gun Award for best second attempt at a character. And your four options for this are Harley Quinn, okay, uh, Rick Flag, and these, obviously these are all the recur- returning characters from the first movie. Basically, it's Harley Quinn, Rick Flag, Amanda Waller, or Captain Boomerang. Uh, <laughs> who who do you think uh, James Gunn did the best second job with? Uh, easily Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was amazing in this movie. Like she wasn't. Uh, how do I say this? She wasn't grinding like she was in the first one. Like she actually had purpose. Yeah. Uh, she was driven and we got to, skills. to see exactly skills. And we got to see into the, the psyche of the character to see how sick she sees the world, how she sees violence in that scene where she's breaking out. I thought that was one of the most amazing scenes I've seen in this movie and probably the best scene with Harley Quinn to, to ever happen. Because a lot of people, like some people had some problems with that. Yeah, because they don't understand it. Because they don't understand it. No, I I guarantee you that would be it. It would be it. Like, you know, like the, you know, when it first started happening, I'm like, okay, so what is this? But then, you know, you pick it up pretty quick that it's like, oh, yeah, cool. This is how she sees it. Um, I would have to say uh, my pick would be Rick Flagg. Because if you remember Rick Flagg from the first movie, he was, there was fucking nothing to him at all. Nothing at all. He was just a fucking dude that loved June Moon, the fucking Enchantress chick, and fucking that's it. Um, I think in this movie he gets a lot more time to grow as a character. Um, you know, you see a sense of humor. You see that he actually likes some of the people that he's working with. Um, you know, you see some of the skill set that he has and what he brings and all this sort of stuff. He's got some great one-liners. There's some, you know, some great action sequences with him involved and all this sort of stuff. And I think, you know, when it gets to a point, like if they had have killed off Rick Flagg in the first movie, you'd have been like, who gives an absolute shit? Like, I don't fucking care. But when they do it in this one, you're kind of like, holy fuck, I was not expecting that. Like this character seemed way too like good, way too important, you know, sort of like almost like kind of like not necessarily the moral compass of the group or anything like that, but, you know, certainly one of the good guys. Um, and then, you know, for them to kill him off and you actually give a shit when they do it and it actually means something. Uh, whereas if they had it done that in the first movie, there's absolutely no way you'd care. You'd be like, fucking thank God. I have nothing to add to that. That was, uh, <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. 
look, so I do have a, a couple more questions, and we're gonna we're gonna run through these pretty quick. But was is there anything that you want to nitpick about the movie? And I don't necessarily like talking about the negative stuff, but is there anything in there that you wanna that you wanna like any unanswerable questions? I guess that you have uh, in relation to the movie. Not overly, really. I think this this movie was really well self-contained in a you know in this whole dc universe because it doesn't really touch on anything else that really happens i mean it kind of acknowledges that that superman's there um yeah. but yeah i think i think this movie for a dc movie if this was the first one in line man what a what a universe we would have been oh set my on God. so good a lot of people had problems with the rats did you have any issues with the rats? No. People are like, oh my god, there's like so many rats in this fucking thing. That doesn't make any sense. And it's like, no. dude, if a quick Google will tell you that there are two million fucking rats in New York City, two million fucking rats. Can you imagine what that would look like if like one lady called upon all the fucking rats in New York City at one time? Yeah. Look, there there is one thing I do want to touch on now that oh, you, and, you just mentioned wait, the rats. Just before I finish. New York City is the third most populated rat city in the, in the states. There were two <laughs> cities above it. There are more rats in Chicago and some other fucking place. Detroit, probably. I can't remember, but you know, two million rats, and that's a third. Anyway, what's your what's your point? Uh, my point is, and I feel like this is just a completely overlooked little little thing in the movie, but Ratcatcher Two definitely has leprosy. Uh, okay. Because, uh, well, because you get it from rats and she's always tired, always run down. Well, don't you get like, don't you get sores and stuff? Mm. Isn't there, an, are you thinking of another disease? I don't know. I don't know, but I think I'm pretty sure it's leprosy that she has. Mate, I guarantee, I'm pretty sure if you hang around with that many rats for that long and they're not clean rats, like mm-hmm. Sebastian the rat might be clean, but he's the only one that's clean. The rest of them are just, they were coming out of bins and shit oh yeah those things were coming out of sewers and whatnot um great character lovely lady uh horrifying power um never i never (laughs) want to see her again though like oh what i get nothing yeah man i get nothing else out of that character she's done oh my god that's that's harsh for what you would have to basically say you know was the heart of the movie right you got to agree if you're talking about moral I, compasses, that would yeah. be the one. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, but that heart is now dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so more Rat Catcher 2 for me and no more Rat Catcher 2 for you. A couple of no. just quick fire questions that I want to ask you. Just um, just some things that, that happened. You don't have to spend a lot of time on this at all. Uh, but James Gunn's original villain idea for the movie was apparently supposed to be Superman. Uh, better or worse for you? How does that, does it even work? Mm. Obviously, they didn't go with it. Yeah, they're doing a video game on it, on this exact story. The Suicide Squad kills the Justice League or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Yeah, so who knows? See how it goes. I would have loved to see it, but then, you know, we just had an evil kind of Superman story. True, true, true. So, you know, two would have been a bit too much. Yeah. Um, Now, uh, rumor has it that Warner Brothers initially wanted James Gunn to make the movie PG-13. Uh, is there any way this movie works as PG thirteen? No, no chance. I think it no works. It's, just, it's nowhere as good. Nowhere near as good. Yeah, like it, it wouldn't get the rating that I would give it if it was 
Marvel-fied. No blood, no sure, no over-the-top violence. It just, yeah, wouldn't get it. Yeah. Uh, okay, Um. and all right, honestly, how does it compare to the 2016 original? Oh, mate, this, yeah, it's funny because there's so many, like, similarities, and I know this sounds stupid because they're both Suicide Squad movies, but between the two, uh, this is everything the first movie should have been. Absolutely. Honestly. Honestly, it really should have been. I can't, well, I can't disagree at all. Um, whatever they, whatever studio interference that they had with, with, you know, the first movie, obviously they didn't have any of that with the second. Warner Brothers wanted to make a PG-13, James Gunn said no. You know, they wanted some other stuff to happen, James Gunn said no. And thankfully, they gave a shit what James Gunn said. Because, you know, we got the movie that we got. Um, so, finally, I guess, score it for me. Score it for me out of 10. Uh, and just with a brief, just a brief wrap-up of your thoughts. Uh, I will give this a solid 9 out of 10. Oh, damn. And yeah, absolutely. I loved I loved it. And apart from the, the little nitpick of, like, the pacing felt off, which could absolutely just be my viewing experience. Yep. Ah, uh, man, like comic book movies don't really get much better than this because... Thank you. You you look at this as a uh, almost an established movie, like establishing movie. Yeah. And if I got all my other comic book movies like this, man, I'd be one happy boy. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to give this a 10. Oh. A 10 out of 10. Damn. Look, like there are there are there are certainly some things that you could fix, right? I said ten minutes out, you know, there's a couple of things that you could probably change. But ultimately, if you don't change it, it makes absolutely no difference to me. Um, the the best way I can explain uh, my experience with this movie is this is the first time uh, in a long time, and I'm including movies like Infinity War and Endgame and stuff like that, where um, I have felt sort of, I guess, glee, like joy sort of coming out of the cinema, kind of like, fuck, that was something that yeah. I've wanted to see for a long time. Um, and I kind of liken it to the first time, and I know you know there are all, obviously going to be the similarities, but I liken it to the first time that I saw uh, The Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, You know what I mean? When I left the cinema watching The Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, fuck, I want to know more about these characters. I want to see more. I want to fucking, everything that just happened on screen, I want it to happen again, but like 10 times more. Um, and it's a similar thing with, with the Suicide Squad. Um, honestly, up there is one of my favorite movies um, in a long time, uh, probably right up there at the moment. And I recency bias is, is definitely a thing, but um, I think it's up there as one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. But early days yet, so we'll see if that actually holds up. But hey, three watchings, three watchings, pal. I'm going back for a fourth. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. That is it. Uh, let us know what you thought, obviously, of the Suicide Squad. What, what's your score out of 10 and why? And if it's fucking low, ooh, get ready for some heat. I'm going to bring <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring some heat on the internet, but that is going to do it for today. Kate, thank you for joining me. Uh, we will be back, though, in a fortnight, uh, two weeks, bi-monthly. Bi-weekly, uh, whatever it is, with a brand new episode. In the meantime, uh, if you like what you've heard, why not do one of these things? You can hit the subscribe button. You can leave us a review. 
You can tell a friend about the show, or you can join the Facebook listener community by searching the Comic Confidential listener community on Facebook. And if you want to get in contact with us or just join in on the conversation, the links to all our socials are in the show notes where you find this episode. And finally, Comic Confidential is part of the CC Radio Network alongside other great shows like The Countdown with Paul and Wayne and Believe with this fucking guy. Say something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing. I was laughing off the mic because I can see the show notes here and it says hosted by the shaved Yowie himself, me. You. And uh, if if people could see what I'm wearing right now. Oh, my God. uh, Okay, just uh, all right. Just like before we fucking sign off and before we go, we just got a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. Uh, we are we are doing this via Zoom uh, for a number of different reasons, but obviously, um, you know, we are in some sort of kind of like lockdowny type of thing, uh, which makes it like if I go to Kate's house, technically I have to wear a mask, and that's obviously going to sound fucking terrible uh, if we're trying to do a podcast together. So we are doing a via Zoom, and the thing that I've had to look at. The entire time, I can only describe as a redneck's nightmare. Uh, <laughs> it is, it is Cade in. I know you can't use this term anymore, but a wife beater singlet. <laughs> it's a completely black background or like a blurred background, and I just get to look at Cade and his, his chest hair and all its glory just pouring out over the top of this goddamn wife beater that might or might not have a mustard stain on it i can't really see (laughs) (laughs) but it is goddamn terrifying uh and that's what i've had to look at and uh to be fair i feel like i've held it together pretty well for the last 55 minutes having to stare at this thing the whole time uh but anyway hey it is what it is but if you want to listen to any of those shows uh just head to ccradio.com.au to check them out or you can search cc radio wherever you get your podcasts. And that is it. Thanks for listening, Kate. Again, thank you for joining me, my friend. It is always a pleasure, mate. Uh, Well, someone will be back in a fortnight uh, (laughs) with a new episode. As always, I'm Troy. I'm Cade. And this has been Comic Confidential. And... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.